Well, hello guys, and welcome back to the Warehouse Podcast. It's only been about three freaking months, right? That sounded really happy. I, hey, I'm happy. Kind of Ned Flanders. I'm jazzed about today, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Like we've got Chad from the Furnace Fest. You guys seriously? So I went to Furnace Fest. If you probably everybody's watching this, probably friends with me on Facebook yes. anyway. But like, I am d- life changing. Oh yeah. You gotta go to Furnace Fest this year, seriously. It was amazing last year. It's gonna be incredible this year. Right. Everybody should consider going. Blindside, Mailing, and Sons of Disaster are the two big ones that I'm excited for that's not headlining. You kinda like Mastodon though. I love me some Mastodon. <laughs> I've got an interesting story. You know, I don't care. This is one of those fun times. First time I ever tried mushrooms was Mastodon. Was at a Mastodon show. What, how how'd it work out, dude? So um, it was every time I die, Mastodon and oddly Coheed and Cambria. Hmm. And so we took them right after the every time I die set, kicked in right as soon as Mastodon took the stage, and they've got all those like psychedelic super psychedelic stuff. like stuff going on. And I just remember there was like a clip that kept playing, and it was like a person's face like melting into an old person's face and they were on like a wheelchair and <laughs> i was on the side of the stage with bill kelleher yeah and i felt like bill was mad at me and so <laughs> well, you I know finally, he might have been it i finally been. talked to bill and i was like dude i had this feeling like you were like staring at me like dude you knew and he was just like he just kind of laughed and so yes that was i love me some mastodon <laughs> My parents don't listen to this, so it doesn't. Really some matter. some kid at Furnace Fest will have a similar story. Yes, yes. There's, I mean, Mastodon brings that like that kind of that that just fun rock vibe, like that metal that got the psychedelic feel to it. So and oh, we talk, right. we talk about a couple of that too at the interview with Chad. So um, why don't we just go ahead? Do you want to? Yep. I mean, enjoy you guys. Yeah, enjoy the interview, guys. big time fanboy we're here with chad johnson slacker 66 furnace fest i i probably say this way too much but change the freaking world he moved the world closer to our scene and we will forever love him for that chad welcome yeah it's so good to be with you guys i mean it's crazy because i feel like it's all your fault you know like (laughs) the warehouse in bartlesville oklahoma is where i would attend concerts when i went to uh school a few hours away in middle of nowhere arkansas and so my first time seeing you know bands like mxpx and wow i'm trying to think who who else who who was one of my very first probably starflyer um yeah bands like fold zandura and more i mean i saw mortal a bunch of times there i would i would literally work at at pizza hut as much as i could just so i could have band merch money so i could come spend it in bartlesville oklahoma <laughs> hey and we appreciate that what's that you know it's really we appreciate that oh nice good yeah you're welcome we love that pizza hut money you know it's really funny that really was a moment in time honestly i mean and if you think if you really look back on it like i don't know people used to say that all the time why is this awesome thing in bartlesville but when you think about it it's like it kind of could have only happened in a place like bartlesville you know i mean with the buckle on the bible belt and all this and plus that people were fairly forward thinking you know to bring in but you know like tourniquet or whatever you know um 
I see that meme quite frequently where it's like shows the guy jumping off the balcony and it's like, Mom, can I go to a show? No. Well, it's at a church. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the warehouse. <laughs> right. Right. No, it was basement cool. shows I mean, were the best. It was amazing as a as a early 20 something year old who had just discovered tooth and nail records i was i mean it, it, to me like the the warehouse was like heroin and i was freshly hooked you know like <laughs> i was doing whatever i could to show up and get get my fix <laughs> and I, I know where i can get it at 331 north quapaw in bartlesville <laughs> so, so chad how long of a drive was that from arkansas uh, I want to say it was like maybe a little over two hours two maybe two and a half hours or something. And were you like doing it every weekend almost? Uh, I don't think it was every weekend, but I do think it was pretty religiously. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe more like once a month though. I don't think it was every, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't every weekend, but, uh, it was often there were so many, I mean, yeah, I wish, I wish I had a list. I wish that I would have had apple computers and uh and note you know like digital notepads and stuff that i could have kept a better record uh but it was it was a whole bunch and uh yeah i still have extremely fond memories of of those times i mean super super formative buying buying tooth and nail albums at little random family Christian bookstores and then going, going to the warehouse to see these bands that I was uncovering was just, it was like the, the perfect blend. It was incredible. I mean, it, and they were so good about, they were so good about putting bands together. I mean, yeah. when you think about the lineups now, I mean, it would be like focused and strong arm and you know what I mean? I mean, it was so good. Like I, one of the first shows I saw there was like um, value pack, uh 90 pound was mxpx yeah i mean think about that now how cool would that be now you know oh yeah that would be that would be amazing so chad i just got a text message <laughs> is it from when, nigel when did, is it no it's from uh matt ba it's from matt baird oh wow and he said <laughs> that you hosted the first actual spoken show in what was it Salem springs yeah 26 years ago yeah, that is wild, man. So when did you transfer? When, when did you go from like watching shows to uh, promoting shows? Well, I think it would it would have been around that same time that I was that I was driving out to Bartlesville. I think I I think I was inspired by what I saw you guys doing, and I and I wanted to steal some of that energy, you know. And and uh, I, but I really it was it was probably more to be completely transparent. It was probably much more a um, evangelistic, I want to try to reach people through music, uh, ideal than it was like me as a, as a fanboy to, to pretty much anything Christian music. Um, uh, but I think in that, in that little like college town and that, I just thought, man, this is, this, this is so cool. Like what if we had something here that would touch people's lives? And, um, I think that Matt was, uh, was, was just, he just happened to be, one of those people that that i quote unquote you know randomly bumped into uh in a in a local fayetteville mall and uh somehow i don't know somehow we connected and so it's just it's crazy to think that was did he say it was 26 years ago he said it was 26 years ago that you that he booked the first spoken show 
I mean, I don't so, know it's embarrassing. It's scary is what it is. Scary. Do we have room for spoken for Furnace Fest? That's the question. Oh, that is the million dollar question. They are the question mark band or they are. Yeah, they're the question mark. Uh, band. Tell Matt <laughs> he's yeah, playing Matt, Saturday night. He's headlining band. Saturday night and it's going to be incredible. <laughs> so what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean well, he's already booked somewhere? Right. I know. No, he was. Uh, I saw he's they're doing like incarceration or whatever that is in Ohio. They're on that one. Like, and we had them at Reformation Fest here in Bartlesville. That was kind of this past uh, Halloween. So, yeah, they need to be there. They they're representative of quite a few bands and probably the the thing that I that I like least about festival promoting is how many of my friends bands are not present, but secretly and, and this is just because you guys are friends and we go way back. The hope is that we can run Furnace Fest through a full cycle of four years, which would be a perfect um, mirror of the original festival season. And so there's been, you know, there's a little bit of strategy to to the the madness in terms of who we, because it, it's like if you bring in everybody on year one, then you, then it's like you just have to replicate that year over and over and over again for three more years. And in this case, it's like, well, what if we, you know, if, if we have the opportunity by grace to do this for a full cycle of four years, we really wanted it to be um, y- unique year to year. And, uh, and, and, and kind of, so anyway, there's a lot of, so Matt, Matt is in my, he's in, he's on my short list of, of the friends that I need to, I have to include, I have two more years after this one. If, if, uh, if it works to, to make it happen. Well, you know, Chad, it's something I'm so proud of you about this. And, you know, I, I want to say that about our scene just as a whole is like, it really was so family oriented, you know, I mean, it just felt like, I mean, you're a part of our scene, you know, I get, I understand where you're coming from and all that. And I felt like you did such a tremendous job of booking with Furnace Fest with the people that, and, and, and on a side note, again, that, you know, we go back and stuff. I absolutely adored seeing you up there and not necessarily the big bands. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like Under Oath or something. I mean, I saw you up there at, at Showbread, like standing side stage, like it would have been at Cornerstone, like if it was an encore stage and, and like, you know, just all that. I mean, I, it, it just, it just, you did such a wonderful job of just making this, this was like, if you just took our scene and transported it into 2022, you know? You did such a great job. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, it was it was a labor of love and it was a complete I mean, it, to me, it, Furnace Fest was an absolute shock of a surprise because I did not see it coming and I did not anticipate. I mean, I, I was Furnace Fest's greatest naysayer. I was like a FUD propagator. You know, if, if there was anybody that was that was like talking smack about furnace fest it was me to my own head because i i just didn't think it was gonna work you know i didn't think anybody would care i didn't think anybody would show up i didn't think bands would get back together you know i just thought the whole idea was at, it was kind of ridiculous and then when, when of course i was proved wrong time and time again and and it and it was game day and after the 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 really heavy season of of covid and the pandemic and all that it just felt like, oh man, like a burden had been lifted. And it was, it to me, it just felt like this is a family reunion that I couldn't have possibly put together apart from 
a, a whole slew of friends and relationships that span 26 or more years now, you know, that, that I think, but I do think there was something about coming out of the pandemic and the, the sort of the, that isolated, you know, like let's not be together and uh, to all of a sudden be, be surrounded by 10,000 people every day was, was just, it was actually kind of incredible. Just like, man, yes. I, I want more hugs, you know, like hugs are the best, you know, I don't even have to wear the, the free hug shirt. Let's, let's just, let's just do it. Um, <laughs> but thank you for, thank you for saying that it was, it was really beautiful. And, and you guys made it that way. You know, I feel like everyone, it was, it was, uh, it, it's, I don't know. It's like, it was like the opposite of a pyramid scheme, you know, because a lot of people early on, they, they, <laughs> they, they compared furnace fest to fire fest you know because it's like i guess the i can i understand it i get it there that that connection there uh with flames and, and heat and whatever but uh i think it was just i think we all knew that there was no similarity whatsoever uh and, and we all we all know we all go far enough back or most of us go far enough back that we we remember those days at cornerstone and we remember what that felt like. And there's not really, there hasn't, that I'm aware of, hasn't really been anything quite like it in, in a long time. And so uh, to me, that's sort of what I, I don't know. It, it felt, I guess, if I had to, to think back on all, all my different music experiences over the years, it Furnace Fest last year felt like Cornerstone meets Warp Tour meets mm -hmm. like i don't know some i can't may, maybe i can't quite think of uh maybe like an international festival or i don't know something it was just a very um yeah it was very very special and and uh I, i'm honored that we all had a had a place in making it that way and i mean if you guys saw i don't know if you saw if you noticed any of the the emergency personnel or typically speaking the security personnel but it's like they had the easiest jobs ever because hardly anybody was getting hurt. Hardly anybody's dehydrated. Hardly anybody's, nobody's fighting. It's like, it's like, what do you do? Just, just sit around and enjoy the pretty weather and listen, uh, you know, listen to some cool bands. <laughs> well, you know, Chad, and I don't use this word lightly. You were masterful in putting that together. I mean, I really fully mean that. It's it's almost like a like Fight Club. You know how they're talking about like it was all out there. It yeah. just took Tyler Durden to put it together and give it. It was like that. And I mean, you and I want to talk about this a little bit more uh, in depth here in a second. But like you always, in my opinion, were very good at treading Christian stuff scene stuff uh general market things and you put it together perfectly in a way that everybody from every one of those entities that i just said wanted to meld with the other people i mean it really there was there absolutely was no screw that christian band or screw you know those guys ain't christian or whatever um everybody was just wanting to see every band that was there and wanted to support everybody. And how did you, I mean, was that just how you've just always done it? Or was this like, or was that a goal? Like we want to get like just all across the board, just awesome. Or what was the thought process? Yeah, yeah we were, that was the goal all across the board. Awesome was the goal. No, <laughs> I, mean, no I mean, it, it was actually very reminiscent of what we tried to accomplish 20 years ago, which, which was combining the Christian world with the secular or the mainstream world and just bringing people together 
for a weekend of enjoying each other and exploring uh, different worldviews and different perspectives, excuse me, and, and different points of view that, um, that, that, that actually celebrated the fact that we probably disagreed on more things than we potentially agreed on, but it, it didn't matter in that context because we weren't, um, we weren't there to prove each other wrong or to prove ourselves right. We were just there to be present with each other. And so I think that that, to me, that, that was 20 something years ago, I guess it, it didn't really feel all that extreme or all that crazy, but it, given where our country has been politically and where our country is politically speaking, um, and through the pandemic, especially, I think that, that there's maybe there's never been quite, uh, such a, a high level of intensity between differing parties or, or perspectives and, uh, and furnace fest somehow, um, I think has, has always tried to, to let value and honor and respect and common courtesy be the language of, of care, you know, for each other while, while never hiding the fact that, that I've been a follower of Jesus this whole time, that many of us who are part of it are followers of Jesus and, and that he's actually the, the reason that, I mean, if I, if, if someone was to ask and say, well, the reason that furnace Fest felt like it did is, is I'm convinced because, because we invited the spirit of God to be present in a way that might have actually conveyed or, or touched a deeper root in people's hearts, especially those who maybe, maybe, maybe have, uh, have hurt or, or challenges or just, uh, mm -hmm. disdain or whatever it is towards, um, so, something or someone that I, I say is great. And so I, I, I think it's, it's cool that you, that you pick that up, but it's, it's funny to think back that it really last year was, was really just kind of me, uh, mirroring what we originally had in, in play. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was, it wasn't, it actually wasn't very hard to do because it was just, how do we get, you know, how do we get bands uh, like Further Seems Forever and Living Sacrifice and Zayo and whoever else, how do we, how do we get the, the kind of like those bands together with the Hot Water Musics and the Turnstiles and the Kill Switch Engages and it just, um, I feel like it's, Furnace Fest is kind of a natural extension of quite a few personalities uh, and musical taste buds that come together and, and are like, Oh, let's, you know, it's, it's kind of like brewing. I would say it's maybe like brewing a beer, a collaborative beer where it's like, there's a bunch of different people that are like, well, let's put it this and put in that and okay, and let's do that. And somehow it, it just, it's worked. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> Well, and I, I have to tell you, and again, I'm I'm fanboying again, but my Please absolute stop. <laughs> Please stop fanboying. My, my absolute favorite moment from this, and there was many, 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 many favorite moments, but was you praying before Stretch Armstrong. I I was standing back. Well, you know the that that 
alleyway that kind of goes to the backstage. I was like standing there right behind, basically behind the stage. And you did that. And I just started crying immediately. And I texted, I was like, this is what, this is what this is all about. He, I was like, freaking Chad just did it right. I mean, you saying all that about like, I, everyone has a place here and we care about you and might not believe in Jesus, but we do. So that was, I mean, in my opinion, I think you just summed it up. And I mean, the respect that everybody had too. I mean, like you could have heard a pin drop when you were doing that, yeah. you know? Yeah, it was weird. I remember, I remember standing, standing there and taking the mic and I, and I thought like something must, must be wrong. Like there must be a problem or something because it was, it, it was that quiet and it was shocking. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it was, but it, it, that was a super, that was a very special moment uh, for me as well. And I, um, I, yeah, I just kind of, I think that, that it, in my looking back on it, I feel like God just poured out an enormous amount of favor and kindness on all of us. And, uh, and routinely and repeatedly I would get people saying, man, this is so crazy. Like this doesn't feel like any festival I've ever been to. And, uh, and I, and I, but I, I would go back to like, well, it it does actually feel a lot like cornerstone and a lot like those old days of, uh, of, of community and gathering together and just, um, be you know being with each other enjoying enjoying great music in a cornfield um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was that was so so fun well and i think for me i think what you did um not to not to get political about it i mean you mentioned that earlier but we have been in a in a not very nice environment you know the zeitgeist of the country and stuff and so i well, I love what you did was you offered what we love and hold dear and devote our lives to with no strings attached at all. I mean, you the way you offered it was we love you. We want you to be here. Hope you enjoy, you know. I, I mean, it, it really I think we're so used to hearing like some kind of Christian thing that comes with something bad, you know, like you're going to hell or you're something, you know. And I mean, I felt like the way you presented it to people was the way that anybody would respond to. Hey, we care about you. We love you. You need help. We want to give it. But hold on. You guys didn't have Furnace Fest Connect cards, so it doesn't count, right? Oh, if you don't have the Connect card in the in the front of the seat in front of you and you don't fill it out, how can Jesus find you, you know? Like, that's the problem. We did have an offering plate, but it just, you know, you had to wait in line for it at the at the Furnace Fest booth. <laughs> that was the... <laughs> no, it's so, true. It, it, it's it definitely, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, and I never... like, right, no, I, and I like the way that you've done that. And I think it's really cool because you're bringing in bands that, like, Tim's throwing his underwear on stage for. Okay. And then you got bands that, like, you know, I'm way younger than Tim. And you have bands that I'm super excited for. Like I love Kublacon. I love uh, Knocked Loose. I like a lot of these bands that are coming this year. Um, and so I think it's a great way that you've kind of set things up. The you know I'm super. I think this year. I know last year was this moment in time for Tim, and I couldn't get a hold of Tim for like four days uh, because he was <laughs> gone. But. I really think this year it's got the two life-changing bands with Blindside and uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Oh, yeah. Well done on that, by the way. 
which Maylene has a real interesting story, especially with Dallas going. Yeah, you know, they do. I mean, I think I think that's really cool. So, kind of was that a big picture plan? I know, like Tim has been talking about. Well, Blindside, <laughs> Blindside, Blindside, and for some kids that may not know, Blindside was in a movie called Grind back in the day. It was a skateboard oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, they were featured there. Um, but so was it really, really hard to sell blindside on packing up from Sweden and coming over for the weekend? I don't, man, that's a good question. Um, I mean, they, we tried selling them the idea last year and it, and I think because of COVID and all that, it just didn't, it just didn't make, make enough sense. Um, I, this year I, I was actually very surprised when they said yes, because it, it had felt a little bit like, like, Oh, we're not really hearing anything. Usually if you're not hearing anything, it's evidence that this is not really going to work out. (laughs) And, uh, and obviously not always, but but usually people who want to do something are excited about it and are willing to talk about it and try to, uh, scheme together. Um, so when, when we heard back that blindside was interested, it was like, no way. That's like, wow, that's crazy. But, but again, that's kind of proof that, I mean, we, when I was doing slacker 66 in Birmingham, we put on one of their first, uh, shows on their little tour which they probably played uh at the warehouse on that same tour i would get yeah was it was it with was it with Ludacris before they were yep. norma Jean? Yep, before yep they did yeah it was so so long ago and so you know there there's like th- that's a perfect example of the level of relational connection that exists with some of these bands but then to your point, like it's hard, it's, it's not harder. It's just different, but it's super important for us to pass the torch along to the Kubla cons and the knock looses and the whatever, you know, whatever band, um, weren't around 20 years ago when this was first happening, but maybe have heard something about it or, I mean, we, we got a bunch of bands last year that said, man, I've watched all these like old furnace fest DVDs for, a long time and I, I didn't know this place was this cool or it was this crazy and um so i i think it's yeah i think it's just for us it's been trying to uh, i guess wanting to serve as a catalyst for that generational exchange of of someone like myself as a 48 year old introducing my son to comeback kid or uh, to, I don't know, era or him introducing me to a band that he really likes. And so us going to shows together and uh, us being at Furnace Fest together, it's just kind of, I feel like that's, um, that's, it was one of the, one of the sweeter, uh, aspects because it's, it's not just like, Oh, this is like where all the, all the old guys go who wish that they were still young and, and playing in indie rock bands. You know, it's like, no, man, this is, this is for everybody. And, uh, right. And see, and that was more of the con, that was more of the thing that I kind of saw with it, where Tim saw the, the more, I guess, quote unquote, religious aspect of the Christian and non-Christian. It was more to me, like, look at the generational, a lot of these people, if you do interviews with the younger guys, these are the bands that were influencing them, you know, while they're playing the VFW shows and things like that. 
um, they're getting to play right alongside with them. And so it's kind of gapping the generations. Well, I guess decreasing the gap of the generation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and that's, and, and so it's, if anything, one of my challenges is, is, uh, re orienting, uh, myself with music that i'm not familiar with so figuring out like yeah. i mean up until up until a year and a half ago i never heard of knock loose i've never heard of turnstile i've never heard of any of the band pretty much any of the younger bands that had played uh unless you know somehow i i had maybe discovered a band somewhere but um it's it's actually fun for me to to like look at the lineup for this year and then be like okay one of my goals is to become familiar with every single one of these bands between now and September 22nd. So when September 23rd happens, I'm not like, Oh, I, that I hear some band play. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like I'm a completely disconnected disgruntled festival promoter that only listens to blindside, you know, <laughs> no, I just tease it. But, but the, uh, I want to, I want to, I really do want to, um, I want to, I want to be familiar, you know, and I want to be, I want to feel like, yeah, man, I'm, I've spent time. I've bought, uh, uh, you know, drug church's new album and I'm really enjoying this and like who they are and what they're doing. And so try just trying to, uh, familiarize my re familiarize myself, I guess is maybe how you could put it. Well, was it easier this year? I mean, because you definitely got the attention of all the big boys, like in the whole world, pretty much. I mean, is I mean, is bands coming to you, or how's this? How's it working with the this year and beyond? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, it, I'd say it's still mostly us approaching bands, as as much as I wish I could say it was everybody coming to us. Um, uh, there, there were some. Uh, there were quite a few connections maybe it's 50 50 that that were sort of either already in conversations from last year but it didn't work out for one reason or another like blindside or um or we had reached out to them or they had maybe reached out to us but i think that what we were able to do last year was sort of confirm for the first time in 17 years that furnace fest was capable of hosting a much larger scale event than anything we had done previously. And I think for, for booking agents and for managers and for people in the music industry, there probably is a little bit of a fire fest fear, you know, like, like, like this lineup looks really cool, but this is in Birmingham, Alabama, home of, the Delta variant last year, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, and we're going to send bands down there and they're actually going to, and this is going to work and people are going to show up by the thousands. Like, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I think there's, <laughs> I think we've, we've now, we were able to say this is, this is legitimate. And now all we have to do is pull it off again. So no, no pressure, you know? <laughs> Well, I think everybody's just so ready for it to happen. I mean, you know, I, I remember hearing, I, I interviewed Doug Van Pelt one time and he was, you know, he, the guy's seen a billion shows and everything. And I was like, what are some really good memories? And one of his main ones was walking with the crucified at 
at a cornerstone like they were about to go on and he and he prayed with them and walked to the stage and i remember he made the he made the comment he goes i could just feel in the air like how excited people were just these are the crucified is going to come and just kick our asses like yes and like that's how furnace fest felt to me was that just this wellspring of like i can't i'm about to watch under oath <laughs> yes <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I thought you did such a wonderful job of of encapsulating just the just the mood of 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 the scene and and the excitement of the bands and the people and being you know all that. Yeah, thanks. And I, again, I think it was sort of a a team effort that was uh, largely inspired by the the reality that we had not been together for almost two years in a in a live loud music kind of setting and that for many of these bands they had not been together uh for for many years prior to that so i do think there was something about like man i'm gonna like tonight i'm gonna get to see beloved or i'm gonna see stretch yeah. armstrong for the first time in 14 years or whatever it was or i'm gonna see zayo for the first time in years or i just think there was so much um nostalgia that took it sort of forced all of us back to a, a time that that was much different than, than the one we're, we're currently living in. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun to me. It's like, it's like, I feel like our challenge is to not only be the nostalgia fest, but to be nostalgia meets my, you know, current fest. And that's that there yeah. it is the challenge, you know, and kind of like the, the tension, I guess. Well, and I like that you're not doing it in like days where like one day is like the old fogies day. And then like you have the young kids on like a Saturday. I like the fact that I'm going to watch newfound glory and Mastodon all in the same weekend, because that that's, you know, that's an amazing deal. Like getting Mastodon, getting Gojira spirit box, all that stuff, like bang up job, man. Plus you pay an extra little bit of money and you get free tacos and barbecue and, and donuts. Like, as a fat guy who's ready to go get under boob sweat, like I need my, I need my food. And so I am like, this is a great thing. You know what though, as the old fogey, I will speak to this. And I literally was just telling Chase this. Somebody should have told me ahead of time how awesome Def Haven and Turnstile were because as an old guy, I freaking missed those two shows. That oh were no. I know. Those were, those were two incredible sets. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. He was but... trying to see if he was going to be able to drive home from drinking all those uh, liquid. Beds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, I mean, you know, it could, it could have been worse. So um, I, I feel like that's, you know, those kind of bands are, are really representative of the sealing the gap or, or kind of like filling in that gap of um, musical taste and time that uh that somehow at furnace fest it's it's not weird to to hear mastodon on one stage newfound glory on the other so you know some like jeremy enoch <laughs> right right so jeremy enoch on another yeah that's a great example i was trying to think of it without i, sh I should pull up the uh the little flyer because that would that would help remind me who i was playing but um uh, somehow in my mind when i see the lineup it all works and it all makes sense 
And I, and I feel really thankful that we've been given the opportunity to kind of represent the scene that, that so many of us grew up in, um, 20 something years later. God, and, and what a perfect representation too. I mean, it I, I would tell anybody that if you missed it, you should have went to Furnace Fest because that's what it was like. What was the feedback we, from the band? We tried we tried to rub it in through social media, you know, like we we knew everybody <laughs> else would do it for us, but posting the constant, you know, updates and stuff. But sorry, what were you going to say, Tim? What was the what? Uh, what what was the feedback from the bands? I mean, was everybody just on cloud 9 about this or was yeah, I think so. I mean, if if there was negative feedback, I'm trying to think of what it could have been. I think that we had, you know, I don't think we had negative feedback at all from bands, but I do think, I think that some of the bands, um, I think the front one of the frustrations was scheduling last year. I think we had a real challenge with trying to balance out the different uh reunion sets and like who who wants to play against a, a band who hasn't performed in 15 years anybody like it doesn't matter how big of a band you are it's still it, how do you compete with that so thankfully we had enough we had a, a large enough turnout that i don't think it really uh changed too much for, for from an attendance standpoint but um but yeah i think i think that the we we tried to ensure that the backstage experience was just as good as the front of house experience and that bands uh, in the back were were just you know this year i think it'll be it'll 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 be even better we had a we had a couple of a couple of things that were like oh man we could do what if we did this you know what if we had really cool draft you know draft beer backstage for the bands what if we we did do hero donuts last year so that the hero donuts yeah. are just man those are so they're practically to die for but anyway they're good what did what did the city think of it i mean i i know i actually talked to some people who were like what's going on man everybody's wearing black and there's all these and i was like did you it's furnace fest you don't know and like most of them didn't they weren't right. aware and no, the city was great. They loved it. They they loved. I mean, we got so many compliments from local businesses and business owners, and they just said that Furnace Fest people are the friendliest. They tip the best. They like. I don't. You guys have probably heard this, but supposedly there's a there's a statistic in the church world that Sundays are the absolute worst days to be in the service industry because churchgoers yeah. are horrible tippers. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I I can't. I, I don't want to say that that absolutely is true because i've never actually looked into it but i've heard that and to just hear whether that's true or not to hear the opposite that furnace fest attendees are the best the easiest going the most relaxed like the the most like support it just kind of was like yeah of course like th this is this is who all of us are and we're all respectful of each other and this is part of what it's kind of like Furnace Fest almost forces that into us and out of us, you know, like um, just we're, we're trying to find ways to bring the opposites together, you know, like we're not trying to hide from or pretend that those the, those opposites don't exist. Uh, if anything, we're just trying to create a, maybe an equal footing for both what, whatever the opposite might be for, for both to feel like they've got they've got a, a safe place to to hang and to actually hear each other out. 
Chad, there's there is nothing like being verbally assaulted by a blue haired church lady to be handed <laughs> the million dollar question track as you think like you're getting cash. I will say as a as a service industry veteran, uh, it, it you it can attest to the Sunday tippers. Yes, I was. I remember I was like, "Hey, I can't work on Sundays." Like, "Oh, church." I was like, "No, because of the Sunday tippers and the Sunday church deal." My dad's a, my dad's a Southern Baptist preacher, so like we've had the long discussions on, "Hey, go in and tip. Don't be that guy." Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. That's huge. I I kind of imagine it being like Birmingham, being kind of. I don't know if you guys have watched the documentary on uh, Vakken, the uh, metal, uh, the metal. In, it's a, like in Europe, it's a metal festival, but it's in like a small little town, and it's got all these. Like, I'm gonna colleges. look it up right now. What's it called? Vaken, W A C K E N. But it's a it's a documentary. I think you can see it on Amazon Prime. But like the opening clip shows like this small, quiet little European cottage town, and it has a guy walking with like black trip shorts on, combat boots, and they just overrun the the town for like a week. Wow. But everybody's super excited. And then they show like a clip of them at the city pool. And they're like all these normal, like regular people in Speedos, like European guy. And there's all these metal tatted up guys, like just standing in the middle of this pool. And so I imagine that's kind of like taking over somewhat of a Mayberry-ish type of area, like Alabama. I mean, Birmingham is a city. Bushnell, Illinois. Yeah. Like that's, that's how the scene's always kind of been. Yeah, Birmingham, you're right. Birmingham is a city, but but it is it's a small a smaller city and it's very homegrown small town vibes. So you're absolutely right that it's Furnace Fest is not the normal uh foot Alabama football come 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 hang out and uh and drink beer on the weekends kind of place. It's uh it, we're, we're definitely we were definitely a little bit of a different crowd. That's for sure. So, Chad, since you keep bringing up beer, what is the beer we got to have while we're down there? Well, the, this one was the one. Did you guys get to try this? Uh-uh. I didn't. So, yeah, so this was no. the one that, well, Trim Tab Brewing put out this Furnace Fest beer, but unfortunately it sold out the first day of the fest, which I guess I guess is a great problem. But uh, Trim Trim Tab is great. You gotta, we're going we're gonna to do another collaboration with them this year, and uh, that I would highly recommend uh, – going to that like pre it's like a pre-party kind of thing at the brewery it's 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 like going out for a drink with hundreds of furnace fest fans all at the same time it's so weird but but epic uh it's like hey let's all go to the the I went to the Norman Jean pre-party and it was kind of like that okay yeah yeah Yeah. I, I, I could imagine um the I just feel like there there's probably i've i've actually never had it but i've heard that ghost train brewing is really uh really good i need to change that so that i can say that i've had it and i can confirm but i I have friends that can confirm uh that it's great but yeah there's a bunch of bunch of really good good places down there what about bourbon what about a guy like me who wants bourbon you guys you gotta go to kentucky for bourbon you can't go to alabama for bourbon you gotta bring your own you gotta bring your own like that alabama whiskey like they yeah yeah they probably do have that no i don't know man i i I like i like whiskey on occasion too but i feel like um 
I don't feel like Birmingham. I'm sure there are lots of really cool places and you should, you should talk to Johnny Grimes, who is one of the guys that helps put, he's one of the, the business partners that puts Furnace Fest on and he's like big time bourbon guy. He, he could tell, he'd be, he'd probably give you a laundry list of cool places to, to hang out. I just don't know where they are. So unfortunately I'm, I'm of no, no good to you. And Furnace Fest hot sauce, it's still going to be there, right? Yeah, it's. I think it's going to make a comeback. And that's actually, man, th- yes. that's a great reminder. I'm going to send a text right now to the rest of the guys and be like, hey, whatever <laughs> whatever happened to that? Because I remember us having a conversation and then, uh, and then it kind of fell off. So thank you. Something to look for this, yes. this year. So I, okay, so I said this about myself. I want to ask you, what was your favorite moments in it? In Fur- well, actually, let me ask you twice. Let me ask you the, the original Furnace Fest and this last one. What was your favorite moments? All right, I just sent. Sorry, I know you guys can hear all that typing and that clitter clatter, but <laughs> it was valid because it was the hot sauce uh, follow-up. So. <laughs> We're making stuff happen right here, you know? Um, I think for me, probably, probably the there were a couple of really sweet moments. I think that being able to watch showbread with my whole family backstage and have fun, just having fun with them. And, uh, uh, like those guys didn't get the memo that were 20 years past. Yeah. They are still as vital as they ever were and amazing. Totally. They, and, and I mean, Josh was just, like, did, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I could ever get paid enough money to perform on stage topless under any circumstance anywhere. And Josh owned it. I mean, he made me want to go to the gym. I just was like, man, dude, I got to like really step up my game. You know, <laughs> this guy, because someday somewhere I might have to, I might have to sing for a band without my shirt on, you know, I better be ready. <laughs> but, uh, but no, they, they were so fun. And, and, um, I, I just loved, uh, I loved that. I, I was so surprised when Spencer started telling the crowd that they were going to perform a song that they hadn't played in 17 years and that yeah. they're never going to do it again. And I was like, what? I was like, what is this? And I was just, I was just out there in the crowd. I was just like taking it in along with the crowd watching. And I immediately watched all the phones go up and everybody filming. And, um, and then when, when he said, we're going to play when the sun still sleeps, it was just like, Oh man, that was crazy. That was a great moment. Um, Dude, there's probably more video of that on YouTube right now than like their biggest song <laughs> than reinventing your exit. You know, <laughs> well, there were so many phones recording that that uh, I, I can only imagine how many of those landed on YouTube. But uh, but yeah, I've, I oh man, so many great, great memories uh, being able to hang out backstage for a little bit with Chuck Reagan, the singer for Hot Water Music, yeah. excuse me, was was just uh, just for me next level because his band had played slacker way, way back in the day. And I've always been a fan of hot water music. And so to, to have, he actually, um, uh, I think I had said, I think he had asked about the beer, the furnace fest beer. And I said, Oh man, I, I have a, I have an extra can. I'll go get it for you. And I gave it to him and I said, I'm sorry, it's not cold, but you know, just like whenever you've, like just enjoy it cold somewhere whenever, whenever you want. And I saw him like an hour later watching 
I'm trying to remember who it was like maybe boy sets fire. He was watching some other band and he just, he just like looked at me and like showed me the can. He's like, this is a great beer. And I was like, dude, your drink, it's like so hot. Like that's kind of offensive, but, but you're Chuck Reagan. So, I mean, it's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So what are you looking forward to for this year? Like, what are you, what are you expecting for this year, 2022? Like, are there already some bands that you're like, Hey, I can't miss this. I've got to be side stage for this. Uh, these guys are coming through. Like it's going to be like old times. Oh man. That's, that's a good question. Um, yeah, there, for me, it'll, it'll be artists that I, that I feel like I've had the most, uh, relational equity with over the years. So blindside will obviously be one of those. Uh, life in your way is a, a band that I that I have just shared friendship with for a long, long time. Uh, Norma Jean playing on the at the actual festival is going to be great. Uh, I'm just looking through this this list right now. Comeback Kid, uh, I'm so excited for because their new record is is my album of the year so far, and uh, yeah. just is blowing my mind. Elliot, uh, so many Manchester Orchestra, uh, Newfound Glory, Thrice. There's yeah, so as I'm looking through this, I'm like, man, I don't know how in the world I'm gonna make this work from a schedule. Descendants, man. Yeah, descendants. descendants. You know, Stefan lives in Tulsa. That's kind of a big deal for us. Yeah, wow, no, I did not know. <laughs> I can't believe you guys got Midtown. Like that's the one that I was a big shocker for me was Midtown, like the drive-through record days. Yeah, one of one of the four business partners is a huge drive-through fan, and. Um, and was like, we have to get Midtown. And so I, I think he probably would have loved more of, of the drive through bands, but uh, maybe, maybe we'll get to save that for another year. But uh, yeah, but I was, I was thrilled too, that we were able to get them. Oh yeah. Well, so who are your guesses? Like, you didn't tell me, you didn't tell me who your guesses oh, are. No, 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 uh, question mark, man. Here, here's my guess. Can you see? He's got me without you. Oh, nice. Wow. That's a good guess. <laughs> Me without yous. Well, hey, what happened last year? They were they were supposed to play last year, right? Yeah, they they were, but it was it was during that time when Delta the Delta variant was going crazy in the South and it was just not um I just don't think it was something that they felt completely comfortable with uh from like a health perspective and kind of dealing with what i mean by the time the festival happened it, it had all i mean it had subsided so much but at the time that they were trying to make a decision it was like non-stop in the news and it was everywhere and it was very um uh, it was obviously very concerning and so uh yeah i, I was i missed them i mean i'm glad we got deaf heaven in, in their place but still there's no you can't replace how do you replace me without you you know you just can't replace yeah yeah but that's cool that's I, a great that's a great guess so sleep maybe uh did you say sleep yep. man like like are we going like old school like doom metal sleep <laughs> yeah man I is there another to, is there another sleep see that yeah, you can go anywhere um, you want i mean it's so I mean, ideally, I would love for it to be uh, Limp Biscuit. I don't think you're going to pull. It is. It is Limp Biscuit. It. I can confirm. confirm It's Limp Biscuit. Is Furnace Fest only doing it for the Nookie? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yes. I. Man, I'm. The secret's out. 
Oh, that's dude. that's the title of this show, The Secrets Out. And then it just has eight know, question marks. You know, here's the thing, like, because a lot of festivals, they fall, and that's the hard thing about Furnace Fest is they don't follow the same festival thing, like where a lot of the same bands play. So could it be Nine Inch Nails? They've kind of come out of retirement and are, and are popping up. Nine Inch Nails would be a lot of fun. Jane's Addiction. Wow, Jane's Addiction. That was no, I love them. That's Dave, kind of my thing. Dave I'm Navarro. into them. Um, man, that'd be incredible. Sleep would be a lot of fun, though. Man, I, I mean, I just don't know. Like, are we going on the Christian side of it? Are we going on the? Because a lot of your headliners are more mainstream. Yeah, we need a. We need somebody like. Uh, I'm trying to think who would be the most appropriate. Probably POD. I mean, if you had POD headline, you know, they just got off that satellite tour. Doing that special, doing, uh, trying to remember the name of that record. Eh, What is wrong with me? Southtown, Satellite. Satellite, Satellite. Yeah, they did the satellite tour. You know, Chad, we literally hung out with it, what, like a week after Furnace Fest? Yeah. And I was telling Sonny, I was like, dude, Furnace Fest, man. And he was like, oh, we've been watching video. We've been watching videos of it. Oh, man. Those guys are so sweet. Such, such incredible. Oh, they still bring it, too. Yeah, although, they, although Love wasn't with them when no, we saw it. Yeah. First time I ever saw them without, you know, them or Jason Truby, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Could it be corn? Yep, it could be corn. Could we be resurrecting the purple tracksuit? If corn plays, I'm bringing you a purple tracksuit, Chad. Nice, dude. I'm wearing it. Top yes. yes. And I, and a fake eyebrow ring. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to tell Brian that we have to stage dive together or something. Do you hang out with Brian in Nashville? Yeah, we did. Uh we actually hung out uh right before the they left for this tour and we we got together. We were at a uh like a prayer, like a men's prayer thing that we went to but then we got sidetracked and derailed because we started talking cryptocurrencies and we found out that both of us are really into crypto so then we're like dude let's get together and talk crypto so i actually need that so tim actually got this we had we brought brian to uh bartlesville uh like last october and so we had him and spoken and relent so it was a lot of fun. Tim got to hang out with uh, Brian for a minute. Yep. Really, really, really nice guy. Like I would be, I'd be down for a corn. I mean, you've got, you've got some, you guys are pretty heavy bands this year. And that's what I'm liking. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, they'd be, they would be a great time. There's so, so many, that's the thing. I feel like thankfully with Furnace Fest, we could kind of go in a million different directions and it might, it might work no matter which direction you go in. Or most, yes. most would work. Man, there might be something. And you could get on FanDuel or DraftKings and let them do like a parlay on that. Like you could get, you'd be like the first festival in sports betting. Like that would be amazing. That would be wild. Yeah, I would totally play a money line. <laughs> DraftKings, yeah, the DraftKings stage. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we we know you got a billion other things to do, and we could keep talking about this, but I don't want to keep you. Do you? Do you, do you, do you what, what would you, would you say? say you had one, one thing, thing to say to people, people about twenty twenty two. What would it be? Oh man, one thing. Come for all three days and come a day early so you can just enjoy Birmingham and just hang out without come to the 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 trim tab pre-beer thing and then just hey, just be able to enjoy the city before it turns into 
three days of nonstop bands. Um, but yeah, I I actually feel like Birmingham is like a it's like a it's like a hidden gem of a southern city that people were uncovering left and right when they when they came out. But uh, yeah, and and enjoy Dude. the if you're gonna if you're gonna fly in, enjoy the the plane ride in with with a hundred people just like you. It's gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> we're road tripping it, Chad. Nice. Oh, that's not. true. That's that's good. Road tripping is even better. We're coming the twenty first and leaving on the twenty sixth. Nice. You know, honestly, See, there you go. So this this last year, the first thing I did when I got into town was I went to that sh- that Norma Jean show at uh, Iron City, which was amazing. And literally, as soon as I walk through the door, I run into Brian Gray. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is <laughs> I'm back. We're home. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you. The first thing he did was he had to call the wife. Then he took a nap. <laughs> oh, that's good. Dude. That, all that stuff's important. You know, if you can't do all that stuff, then then seeing old friends is, you know, questionable. No, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm excited to have you guys with us. It's going to be, I think it's going to be really, really. Fun. We're in, we're invading furnace fest. We're going to, we're going to invade and, and, and that's going to be, well, you know, to be completely honest, there was a ton of warehouse people there. I mean, I was running into people that I hadn't seen in 25 years and, and honestly made me very proud. Cause I was kind of like, we planted this. I mean, like it's because the yeah. warehouse, they, they got to love it with the warehouse and they're enjoying it with furnace fest, you know? Exactly. Um, and I don't think, I don't think the average person realizes how much, effort and really really long days and nights preceded the the what seemed like such a glorious family reunion you know it's like it's really i mean the kind of shows and the the kind of events that we were putting on 20 something years ago were great but there there was a level of financial stress a level of uh, financial strain and, and just a level of of dealing with kids in their, <laughs> in, in their like teens. That's so different than dealing with the crowd that's uh, come coming out to furnace fest. So yeah. Yeah. It's well, Chad, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you seriously. guys. I love and, it. And, and honest to God, please keep, please keep this up, please. Thank I mean, you. we, we love it. It's life changing. I told my wife to get to get her to let me go this year. I was like, this is going to be like our last big thing. Oh, my God. And it was. And now I'm like, so there's another one. Like <laughs> his wife won't his wife won't talk to me because I think he's blamed it on me. So there's one more. And, and honey, there could there could but if this one goes well, there could potentially be one more. <laughs> well, but see, back in the day, back in the day, she used to go to Cornerstone and she really was a trooper because you know what Cornerstone was like. And like, I do. So now, I remember. Like, so now she's not really wanting to go. Like, is there Porta Johns? I'm like, yeah, but they're not as bad as the ones at Cornerstone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, man. It's uh, it was beautiful, but it was it was uh, it was a challenge. So three day packets, three day packages are still available, right? Yep, they are. With payment plans. What's that? With payment plans, right? Yeah, yeah. This time around, yeah, the ticketing company we're using even does payment oh, plans, nice. which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and they got some really cool VIP upgrades and things like that. It's what furnacefest.com? Furnacefest.us because somebody beat us to the dot com. Oh man. I know. I wanted to make a business out of doing that, finding un like finding bands that I knew was about to blow up and buying out the domain names. <laughs> you, you'd probably make pretty good money. They wanted well, they wanted thirty thousand dollars, but obviously it's not not oh, quite worth that much. Gosh. 
four years strong. I know for a long time their web URL was f the guy that bought four years strong.com. Nice. Because there was a guy that had bought four years strong.com and like it was like a super amount of money. So they were just like the letter F the guy who bought four years strong. Well, the, well, under O's for many years, it was like under O's 777. I think and it then, still is. Well, and then. And Chad, I'm sure you remember this. When Zayos, it was something weird. It was like Wicked Land or something. I don't remember exactly. I know. I think a lot of people beat quite a few of these bands to uh, to the punch, but oh well. Right. Well, guys, right. thank well, you. Yeah, Thanks we, for your time. Yeah, bless All you right, both, man. and uh, look forward to seeing you in a in a few short months. You guys, Chad, we love him. That was amazing. Thank you guys for listening. Seriously, consider going to Furnace Fest. Next week, we're going to have Jeff the Girl from Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. You yeah wanna... that'll, be a, that'll be a good one. Yeah. We've got her. We've also got uh, Aaron Sprinkle coming up. We've got a few of the uh, few other people that we've got kind of lined up. We're finally getting back into it. Uh, we've also got Kane Kirby now as our uh, producer. So he's hey, producing the show. Hey. So thanks for uh, setting us up. He gave Warehouse a Studio. Up. Yeah, he did. But yes, we're all going to Furnace Fest 2022. You should, furnacefest.us, like we were saying. Um, and we have a website now, warehousepod.com. Go check it out. It's got links to how you can watch us, how you can listen to our Spotify playlists, how you can do everything else. We're like trying to become the cool new school place to uh, hang out. He built the old school. Yeah. We're going to build the new school of what the warehouse is. You know what? And I can tell you something also that's kind of cool in the works right now. And I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but like some of, you know, some of the people from the warehouse have grown up and did like bigger things. And like now we have people that are like, you know, in important spots and whatnot. Anyway, one of our former city councilmen approached me about this. I, I'm not even going to say who it is, but one of the bands that we had at the warehouse a lot, and you probably saw them there and really liked them, and we're considering bringing them to the Tower Green. Ooh. I know. If this happens, it's going to be amazing, and it'll be free, and everybody will be there. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. But, yes, warehousepod.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all warehousepod. Uh, but thanks again, Chad, for joining us. And uh, Love you guys. God bless yeah. you all. See you all Go next listen time. to some music. Yes. Bye.